Hello, and welcome to Cherie Lindbergh's Elevated Life Academy, Stories of Hope and Healing. Through raw and heartfelt conversations, we uncover the powerful tools and strategies these individuals use to not only heal themselves, but also inspire those around them. Join us on this incredible journey as we discover the human spirit's remarkable capacity to heal, find hope in the darkest of moments, and ultimately live an elevated life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Elevated Life Academy. And today I am I have a treat. I have Melanie Young and Pi Fry, both brain spotting trainers. And we are going to talk about what it is like to be a brain spotting trainers and share some of our experiences, funny stories of hope and healing. And I hope you enjoy this, this episode. I will have Melanie and Pi introduce themselves in just a second. But I want you to know a little bit more about brain spotting. I know we talked a little bit with Dr. Grant about it, and you can find out more information on brainspotting.com. You can also look at my YouTube channel, and there are some videos of how to brain spot. Brain spotting is basically a way for you to be able to go inside and reprocess any information that is stored maladaptively inside of you. And we're going to talk about that process here a little bit with Melanie Young and Pi Fry. We're going to talk about what it's like being a trainer and all the people that they have met and worked with and, and taught and trained over the years. So Melanie, if you would like to just introduce yourself for our audience. Sure. sure. I'm Melanie Young and I am in Boulder, Colorado and have loved psychology and working with people going way back. I even knew I wanted to be a psychologist when I was 16 years old. So pursued it and I've worked in all kinds of settings, mental health centers and hospitals and rehabilitation. I mean, psychiatric units, all kinds of places. And as I kept developing my skills, I decided to go into private practice. And private practice was wonderful, but it always you know, felt like there was more we could do, which is why we're talking about brain spotting tonight. But as I was in private practice, I was introduced to brain spotting, which I'll, I'll talk about how I got there in a minute. Okay, thank you. And Dear Pie, please introduce yourself to the audience. Good to see both of you this evening. Thank you. Good to see you. I am Pi Fry. I live in Netherland, Colorado and work in Boulder, Colorado. And I got trained in brain spotting by David in 2006. Brain spotting had been around since 2003. I became a trainer in brain spotting at the end of 2008. And I have been a therapist for 40 years. And I love brain spotting because I have seen how it has changed my life, clients' lives, and people who are therapists who take our training's lives. And so that gives me energy to keep doing the work and excitement to see changes that go on with everyone. 
Great. Thank you. And for those of you in the audience that don't know what brain spotting is, we will have a description and links alongside this podcast. So you can do a little bit of, of research. But the famous line is where you look affects how you feel. And so you can harness a brain spot to go in and process old memories, trauma memories, or even blocks that get in the way of you achieving a goal. Melanie, so why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, how you went towards brain spotting after you went into private practice? Sure. Yeah, so it was actually Pi and and another woman that brought brain spotting to Boulder, and I started hearing rumors about it, and something just clicked. And then, you know, got to start seeing it in action, and I was so excited. So I took the training with David Grand, and back then, which was 2007, it was just a two-day training. It was a newer technique. And I just remember feeling, this is just right. It gets, it gets in deeper, and I could just feel the healing happen with, within me. I, I did a brain spotting intensive where it was five days of brain spotting with several people and David and just found that it was really challenging work, but it helped me to make some big life decisions. It helped me get more in touch with spiritual side as well as overall healing. And so I started assisting David mm-hmm. and from there became a trainer. And then we continued training even through COVID and went online. So all three of us obviously do, you know, trainings online and in person. Mm -hmm. Great. And Pi, you know, you've been in in this field for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Like how did you find out about David and how did you get drawn to to BrainSpot? I actually, my story is different than other people's, but I actually met David in the EMDR world when he was selling his bilateral CDs and I used it in my practice then. And then when I saw the brochure that he had sent out about brain spotting, I just, because I knew who David was is why I signed up for it. I think he is very gifted and I like working with him. So I signed up and went to the training. All right. And tell us a little bit more. I know we kind of joke about who has more brain spotters now, whether it's Colorado or Wisconsin, <laughs> but I, I do know that he had his first big training there and you organized that. And were you there, Melanie, when that happened? Yeah. 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 Okay. Actually, his very first training in 2006 had 18 people in it and only two of us were from Colorado. It was from 2007 on that I helped organize all the trainings in Colorado and brought David out to do the trainings, which was great. Wonderful. So Melanie, coming back to you now, tell, you know, maybe one or or two of your favorite stories about, you know, as you've continued to be a trainer, interacting with other professionals and, and witnessing, you know, the demonstrations that we do and participating in them uh, during the trainings. Any, any fond memories or stories of hope and healing that come up for you? Yes, absolutely. You know, there, there are many. So in our trainings, we, we show a technique for the therapists 
and how to use whatever brain spotting technique. And then we demonstrate it. We have an experiential. What I have seen is amazing healing within just an hour of the experiential. So for example, working with a woman who had had severe, and this is a therapist, severe brain injury from an accident years ago, and she had chronic headaches and anxiety and just trauma around it and went in to do the demonstration and she wasn't even starting with that specific piece but it went right into all the the trauma and all the physical pain and at the end of the demonstration she said that her headache was gone and she felt much lighter. And I got an email from this woman later saying how amazing it was because she felt like she was finally getting a reprieve and she could breathe again and just not feeling it anymore, the the trauma. And how about you, Pi? I'm sure you've had lots of stories you could add Yes. Here. And I actually want to say that when I first learned of it in the training, I was pretty skeptical. And I I see a lot of therapists who come in for the training and very skeptical about it. But I think what excites me as for myself and when I see the clinicians is they feel really amazed at the changes that are going on. Part of what we do mm -hmm. is the, the therapists do their own work as well as, mm -hmm. you know, the demonstrations that Melanie was talking about. And when they're doing their own work, they're always amazed at how fast, how much the trauma moves through. And so what I've seen is people who have anxiety and, and in one session they can clear their anxiety, decrease it so they can go ahead and do whatever they need to do as clinicians or as clients. And I, that's what I like is to see it in both directions that people are doing amazing work. And it, usually takes a couple of sessions before people really believe it. And then they go from saying, I'm skeptical to, I can't believe it. It's so amazing, the changes that go on. Mm -hmm. And I was working with someone who has a, a physical condition called dystonia, where the muscles don't operate very well. It's neurological. And what mm -hmm. I found is even in the first session, they can decrease some of the dystonic symptoms where they have no control over their muscles. And what I'm amazed at is we can do a lot of physical issues along with emotional issues, along with spiritual issues, you know, along with athletic issues. And that is so exciting to see the changes that occur within people. Thank yes. you. So talk to me more I'm always interested. I mean, I know we've done a lot of trainings with each other and so forth, but talk to me more about, you know, the experience of, of being a trainer, maybe even like, you know, expectations or things that you were surprised of when you became a trainer and, and maybe what keeps you, you know, training, because I, I know it requires, even though we just went through COVID and we're able to do more online trainings, but it requires travel mm -hmm. and a lot of time and effort, you know, to put in to host the training. So any, anything you want to share around that, Melanie? Sure. You know, I think there's there's so many things about being a trainer that are challenging and also wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
And, and some of the wonderful is uh, lifetime friendships I've made, including with both of you. And even with all the, the travel, we bring in humor. We, you know, we find ways to just really enjoy each other, the people in the trainings, the surroundings, wherever we are. I, I think, you know, it can be really tiring and yet at the same time, it can be really energizing. So when I'm at a training and I may have been traveling and I'm tired, but when you see people get it and, and feel like, wow, this could really help people heal and seeing it's a very client centered therapy. So seeing how people heal within themselves and helping teach these these practitioners to spread the healing to other people, which to me can make the world a more peaceful place, as idealistic as it sounds. I think the the excitement that I see is when the clinicians, the therapists and taking the training go from not understanding it, not sure they believe in it, and then they do some of their own work and all of a sudden they are feeling great about what they just went through. And then we see clients that have taken phase one and then we meet with them on Zoom for several times. And then if we do a phase mm-hmm. two with them, and it's so exciting to see the changes that go on with our therapists who are taking the training mm-hmm. and how excited they are when they share cases that they have with their clients and their clients are moving through so fast. And I think the power of brain spotting is that people don't have to be in therapy for forever. It's a very fast moving approach that, you know, if people were afraid it'd be years and years, it doesn't have to be. It can just be something they want to deal with and, and learn to get over it and just work on, you know, one issue at a time sometimes. But it's exciting to see the therapists so excited when they're doing the work. And and we thought with the pandemic, we would shut down. And within, you know, three, four weeks, we figured out ways to bring this to people all over the world because we went online. And that's another thing that's exciting about being a trainer is we've gotten to know people yeah. from all over the world, very different cultures, backgrounds, and that's, it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So now let's switch to some funny stories. Okay. <laughs> so think about some of the situations you have found yourself in. Oh. And like, I have tons of them coming up, but I'm, this is about you <laughs> all sharing. But I know some of my adventures have been with you and some funny things that have happened. So can you think of anything coming to mind, Melanie, about some funny stories, inspiring stories? Yeah, absolutely. Just real briefly, uh, I'll I'll tell this one and then one from the training is going through security with a a fake brain. Mm -hmm. And we have a teaching brain. And the poor woman that was checking my bag thought I had a real brain and she was all panicked. And she said, but it looks green in the x-ray. I got pulled aside and had to talk to a few of the TSA people to get them to let me through with my extra brain. So there you go. And I've heard other people having the same issues or the pointers we use. Uh, But yeah, there's, there's many stories. One that's coming to mind is when Cherie and I taught at a wilderness or it was 
what was it? It was it was a residential place with a wilderness program for teens. And they had all kinds of animals all over the place. And so we're walking around during the practicums and the practicums where the two therapists get together and practice on each other. And they had therapy cats that were getting in the way. So next thing you know, I've got a cat under my arm walking around and walk in a room and there's a peacock looking in the window at two people trying to do the the practicum and it's like pecking on the window and doing that and so we laughed you know we just had to we had to close the shade on that one yeah. do you want to tell well, I, had one, I was in atlanta with cynthia schwartzberg and they had a room of all gorillas and stuffed animals and people would you know wanted to fight to get into this room with the gorillas and then at the end of the session we brought several of the gorillas out and they asked me to do brain spotting on the gorilla <laughs> you know <laughs> put the headphones on yeah. you're moving the pointer and some people process very silently and they don't talk and i'm one of those so we just talked about the gorilla that was processing and not sharing his or her feelings as to what was going on. But there's always something funny going, happening. There's always something. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just, I recall as the two of you are talking, I remember Melanie, you being at a training and sending pictures of like costumes and, and things like that. Oh, yes. Yes. We were in a theater. And mm-hmm. so we began to dress up. And then we realized there was a security camera on us and we didn't know people were. <laughs> Wondering what we were doing in the room with all the costumes. Yeah. In 2008, I was in uh, San Diego with David. It was Halloween. So I brought some costumes to wear then. And David sort of looked at me like, what's going on? But, you know, I think the idea is make therapy fun also, you know, And, and that's what we do when we're training. And we've trained in so many different places. I know you have trained, both of you have trained different places. I've trained in churches. I've trained in basements. I've trained in someone's house, you know, and you'll go, we'll go anywhere to do a training. I think that's the gift of it all. Even, you know, though we're now on Zoom a lot, it's just so much fun. I think part of it, like Melanie said earlier, we are meeting so many therapists from all over the country and even all over the world that we are reaching out. We're seeing a lot of people. People are getting excited no matter where they are doing their training. And it's exciting. It's exciting to keep in touch. I was just thinking of our last, I mean, I know we had our first conference in Brazil, but the last one here uh, that was in Denver, how some of the therapists got up and did like a little skit. and singing and so forth. So yes, I, I think it is uh, lovely to see the spirit of, of fun and, and laughter. And I, I think, you know, listening to what both of you are talking about is that with brain spotting, like people get to their higher self or, or can get to their right. authentic self and, and gain confidence and, and do things that maybe they wouldn't normally do or take risks yes. that they, they normally and, and wouldn't do. I would like to say well, that for some people that don't know, brain spotting can work with helping people decrease their anxiety. I can't tell you how many high school and college age kids who get anxious taking a test. You can do brain spotting and clear that out. 
Melanie and I know a triathlete that's in the top few in the world. And he brain spots the injuries he's had, issues with coaches he's had. And he is amazing when we get to watch him. And David's mm-hmm. worked with him three times in the peak performance right. class. Yes. And so you see yeah. him get better and shorten his time every time. We've worked with spirituality. In your mind's eye, just again, these are stories yeah. of hope and healing. Any, any stories that maybe come to mind about hope, you know, someone that you've, you've worked with or you've trained that, you know, brain spotting brought some hope to them. Yeah. Many, many people actually. Yeah. I I'm just thinking about someone I worked with, with a lot of medical trauma amputee (laughs) and, you know, not being able to do well in life and function well because of all the trauma as well as the pain. And being able to get through that after working on the trauma, the phantom pain went down tremendously, much less episodes of it. And just the ability to know that healing can happen, that would continue to happen. Of course, you know, you have to do the work to make it happen, but seeing this person be able to get off substances because they were healing the trauma and move forward and start becoming a success in terms of what they wanted in their life. And I know we've had so many people since the pandemic started coming in who have so much depression, so much anxiety, and to be able to move them through that so they feel like, I have gratitude today every day. But we've also... And we've also worked with lots of conditions, medical conditions. I have a traumatic brain injury. I work with a lot of people who have a traumatic brain injury. And to break down and help their brain start to get better, the symptoms that have come up start to decrease. And I've worked with stroke survivors so that they can have a better life and be more involved in their own life and being less depressed. It just creates so much hope of thinking we are helping people one by one feel better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And isn't that what keeps us all in here doing this? That's right. Yeah, that- absolutely. So, you know, what what we see is folks come in to therapy because they know something's off. They know something's not right. They're overwhelmed. They're anxious. They're down, whatever it is. And, you know, we know it as dysregulation, but they, they don't know that, but they know they right. don't feel good. And mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, come in and change that, to to heal, to start becoming regulated again, and then to be able to teach other therapists to do the same so they can go help their clients heal themselves. It is. It is. I want to thank both of you for coming to Elevated Consciousness and and sharing some stories, inspiring stories and hopeful stories of, you know, being a trainer, clients you've worked with, folks that you've taught, folks that you've done experientials with. And I, you know, in some ways, this podcast can be historical because maybe five years from now, we'll need to do this again and, and see where we've evolved from where we're at now. So thank you both for, for joining us. And you know, I will be. A I know. Soon. Yes. And thank you for having us here. Thank you so much. It's wonderful having both of you at the same time. Thank you so much, Cherie. We're glad to be here with you. 
Thank you for joining us on another uplifting journey on Sheree Lindbergh's Elevated Life Academy, Stories of Hope and Healing. If you've found resonance or connection with what you've heard today, we encourage you to share this episode and consider becoming a subscriber. Please spread the word so others can live an elevated life.